0: hi everyone welcome to the healing my earth healing me podcast so you're with jamie again today and today i'm going to speak about natural disasters that are going on at the moment and i'm mentioning two that are pretty recent and both of the places that are affected are really really close to my heart so of course one of them Is the bushfires that are happening here in Australia and the other one is a volcanic eruption that's happening over in the Philippines at the moment. So just a quick disclaimer, I am not an expert in disaster resilience but I am human and I am a human that cares and the reason I'm sharing this with you all today is to share a bit of optimism and to share a bit of knowledge that I've found and how we can support ourselves through these tough times, then help support others in that process as well. Because we all know we have to put our own oxygen masks on first before we try and put other people's on. So I guess a quick recap on what's actually been happening. Bushfires in Australia, they've been going on since September, October, and it's now January. Philippines, recent volcano eruption that's probably 65 to 70 kilometers south of the capital, um, which is where I grew up. That's why it's really, that's why it's fairly close to my heart. So both of these are related to fire and how these both relate back to our own health. It's the air quality. So parts of Australia have been blanketed by thick smoke for weeks now, um, possibly even months. And the closer you are to the bushfires, obviously the worse it gets. So, a little bit of data on this. Shalila Medora from Triple J has wonderfully summarized this, which I can link that in the show notes. The air quality in Canberra at the moment has reached a reading of 7,700, and any reading that's over 100 is poor, and over 200 is hazardous. So, yeah air pollution levels in Canberra are up to 40 times higher than what's actually considered safe. So the exposure to all this smoke is pretty similar to smoking a number of cigarettes a day. And once the air quality has returned to safe levels, symptoms usually settle down. So if you're experiencing a bit of tightness in the chest, some pain, difficulty breathing, wheezing... Definitely seek some medical help straight away. So as you can imagine, the situation in the Philippines would be quite similar. So quick background, the volcano itself is situated in a lake. So it's a volcano within a lake. And the reaction with the lava and the water, there was volcanic lightning and a lot of steam and ash has come out of that area. They've actually raised the alert level to four out of five. So that just means that hazardous explosive eruption is possible within hours to even days. They've also warned hazards of a volcanic tsunami, currents of hot gas, volcanic matter that could hit the surrounding areas. So in both situations people are opting for face masks. So now the problem with face masks is that in general they don't really help a lot. The Face masks aren't recommended for children because the high quality ones are usually made in smaller sizes and if they don't actually fit properly then not that effective they can cause people to overheat in extreme weather and sometimes even increase the shortness of breath so if you're ever in doubt just stay indoors although I, know, I totally understand that that can be quite difficult having air purifiers in your homes as well that could help as long as you've got the right one So a professor that the ABC interviewed has recommended air purifiers that have a high-efficiency particulate air filter. So that's a HEPA filter, H-E-P-A. So that's what they recommend for it to actually work because the smoke would contain particles that are smaller than any other types of pollution. So the filtration for those devices has to be able to trap minute particles for it to actually be effective. And I've been given recommendations on having essential oils in your house and having air purifying plants in your house as well. In terms of the plants, make sure you get the right ones. Definitely talk to an expert and a horticulturalist in your local nursery. They'd be able to tell you more. I personally have some spider plants, snake plants, devil's ivies, peace lilies and aloe vera's as well. Um, so those are the ones that have been recommended to me. In terms of essential oils, I don't have enough data on me to prove this. If you do, I'd love you to share that with me and I'd love to interview you and we can share this information with the world as well. That would be amazing because that's definitely something I'm curious about and would love to know more. So those are the main points that I wanted to share in terms of how we can help ourselves and minimize the negative impact of the poor air quality. And now before I continue on I'd like to invite you to just pause for a second and just start to notice the feelings that are coming up when people talk about these natural disasters. The bushfires that are happening, the volcanic eruptions or any other natural disaster and just know that it's okay to feel how you're feeling at this point in time. And I challenge you to think about the other things that have come up from these natural disasters. Communities that have come together, people that have a lot of influence, raising a lot of money for funding. and More and more people are becoming more aware of what's actually happening out there. How lucky are we that this is not our everyday? Yes, it's our everyday at the moment. But some places have poor air quality all the time, and some people experience that for most of their lives. So now that I've shared a bit about how we can change up a few things so that we're not as affected by the poor air quality. So the first call to action I'd like to pose out is to take action on how you can improve the air quality in your own home to compensate for the poor air quality outside. (laughs) of course work on self first and second is to give back there's a few ways you can give back and in australia i'm actually baffled by the amount of donations that have come in i think the last figure i saw for donations in australia were 150 million dollars although it's important to think about how it's being distributed and where it's being distributed to at the moment, it's not distributed evenly, and the sector that's getting the least attention is wildlife recovery. Around about one point two five billion native animals have perished because of the, because of the bushfires. So that's koalas, echidnas, kangaroos, wombats. It's it's heartbreaking to think about. And going over to the Philippines, there's more than 25,000 people that have already sought out shelter for a temporary evacuation. That's since Monday. Although the total number of evacuees is looking like it's going to be higher. A lot of people are choosing to stay with family, family members in other parts of the country as well. So yeah, I challenge you to help out where you can find some drives around your area that's collecting some donations, or simply just donate online. So I'll put in the links on some information I've gathered in terms of giving back and donating for the Australian bushfires and the volcanic eruption in the Philippines as well. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and if you're still listening by the end of this, I appreciate you. And I'm really excited to share the next episode with you. I'll have a special guest with me. So that will come in the next fortnight. So stay tuned every two weeks. I'll give you an episode on the Fridays so you can listen to them on your weekends. And I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So I'll link those in the show notes below. And you'll be able to see some of the other initiatives that I'm involved in as well. All of those are focused on purpose, impact, and love. So thank you so much for listening again. This is Healing My Earth, Healing Me podcast. This is Jamie and ciao for now.